morning. Isn't it good to be in God's house? Um, the Lord gave me this message, I guess a little bit over a month ago, and for those of you all that were here Wednesday night, and let me just say, if you wouldn't hear Wednesday night, you missed out. But um, if you were here Wednesday night, you heard me do just a little bit of tidbit of what God had given me. And um, so um, now I want to give you the rest. Uh, but the title of my sermon is Release the Sound. And I got the title, Tasha Cobbs has a song out right now, actually called Release the Sound. And um, once I read this scripture, you may realize where I'm going with this, and you'll probably be right. That's okay. Sometimes the most simple reminders is what we need the most. So if you will turn to your Bibles, I'm going to be reading out of Joshua chapter 6. We're going to read verses 1 through 20, and please stand for the reading of God's Word. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go around about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horn, and the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priest and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, Pass on, and compass the city, and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass, when Joshua had spoken unto the people, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horn passed on before the Lord, and blew it with the trumpets. And the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priests that blew the trumpets. And the rearward came after the ark and the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people saying, Ye shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice. Neither shall any proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout. Then ye shout. So the ark of the Lord can pass the city going about it once. And they came into the camp and lodged the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. And the seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horn before the ark of the Lord went on continually, and blew with the trumpet, and armed men went before them, and the rearward came after the ark of the Lord, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And the second day they can pass the city once, returned into the camp, and so they did six days. And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early, about the dawning of the day and can pass the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they can pass the city seven times. And it came to pass on the seventh time when the priests blew the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city, and the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are within her house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed. 
when you take on the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priest blew the trumpets. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. If you would, please lift your hands toward heaven. Pray with me and for me. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for giving us this day today. Lord, we pray that your presence will fill this service, Heavenly Father, and Lord, let your will be done. Lord, I am in need of your anointing and your touch, Heavenly Father, Lord. Open our eyes and our hearts to hear what you have to say. Lord, I pray that you would save, sanctify, and fill with the Holy Ghost and everything that is done in your name. We will give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in your holy name. Amen. You may be seated. So my sermon title is Release the Sound, and I want to talk to you this morning about three different sounds. And one is the sound of praise. Two is releasing the sound from heaven. And three is releasing the sound of warning. So in the scripture I just read, they released a sound of praise. And when they did, the wall fell down flat. So like I said... Those of you all that were here Wednesday, you got a little tidbit, but I've got a testimony that I want to share that goes along with this. Back in November of 2019 in this church, at the 11 o'clock service, um, Pastor Sean felt led to have a Jericho march. And what that is, if you all want to know, is we do, like on the walls of Jericho, and we march around the sanctuary seven times. Now, what was so amazing is so many people joined the march that we filled the sanctuary. Nobody could move. Like, everybody was around the sanctuary. So we opened up the door, and people had to march down the hallway and then come back in and march down the hallway and come back in. And we did that seven times. And what a lot of people didn't know at that time is my daughter, she's 11 years old, uh, joined in on that march and we had been going through some health issues with her and one of the health issues that we had with her is she had lost 75 percent of her hearing in her left ear it was gone we had went to several doctors and with each doctor it got worse and so we were looking at hearing aids and she was going to have to wear hearing aids so we made it as cool as possible and we ordered her some teal Bluetooth hearing aids. That way she could connect to her phone or her iPad or whatever, and she just had her little ear pods right there in her hearing aid. And uh, we had one more doctor's appointment left, and the test that they were going to run was going to show us exactly where the damage was to see if the hearing aids would be enough or to see if she would have to have surgery, which meant a cochlear implant. And uh, so after we marched and we released the sound of praise, Pastor Sean asked if anybody would like to be prayed for. So I brought Kyra up to be prayed for. And I, I really felt the Lord had moved. But like most people, I put God in a box. And I was like, okay, God's moved. So we're only going to have to have hearing aids. She's not going to have to have surgery. You know, that's what we prayed for. No implant, anything like that. And the damage is not going to be as severe as they thought. 
we're going to survive with hearing aids. So we got up that Monday morning and we went to Lexington and the test was going to be about four to six hours long. It took 45 minutes. And the doctor came in and my daughter, her hearing is at 100%. So when that release was given, that wall fell down. This is what happens when we release the sound of praise. Walls fall down. And in her ear, that wall fell down. And we have not had a problem any since then. And we're over a year. And God is good. So what is so important about praise? Well, let's talk for a minute exactly what is praise. So I looked up in the dictionary to find out what praise is. Praise is a verb, which means it's an action. It's a verbal action. It's a noise. Sound comes along with praise. A praise is a song. It's an applaud. It's an adoration expressed verbally. Now, you can worship without praise because worship is a reverent action. Worship is here in your heart. But you cannot praise without noise. And worship and praise go hand in hand. So why does it have to be a noise? Why, why, why is sound so important? Well, for those of you all that don't know me, I am a, the first service I said I'm 42, I ain't 42 yet. So... Those of y'all that were here first, let me correct that. I ain't 42 yet. But I'm a 41-year-old nerd. Um, I admit it. I love finding out how things work, why they work, where they come from, where they're going, every little ins and outs of it. So when I think about praise and it has to be a sound, why is sound so important? So I decided to look it up. I'm going to give you a little bit of science. Sound waves are a form of energy. They cannot be destroyed. They must be absorbed. So when we release the sound of praise, Satan cannot destroy it. The atmosphere absorbs it, and the environment is right for a breakthrough. It's like Karen just said this morning. She said he inhabits the praises of his people. So once the praise comes out of your mouth, once the adulation comes out of your mouth and you are thankful, the atmosphere absorbs it. God comes down in the environment and you are ready to see a breakthrough. Now there's a lot of times, it's like Karen said, you don't feel like praising. I've been there. I lost my father. It's going on almost close to two years ago. And he was, I hate to say everything, but he, he was pretty much my everything. He was my daddy. He was my best friend. He was my, my spiritual mentor. He is who I went to with any questions. I am a big daddy's girl. And I lost my dad two years ago to be March 23rd. It'd be two years. And I became angry with God. Just being transparent, I became very angry because 
I done everything that I knew to do. The things that I'm telling you right now, I praised. I wanted to see the breakthrough. I spoke to the mountain. The word of God says, speak to the mountain and cast it into the sea. And I spoke to the mountain. I prayed in Jesus' name, just like we, we tell you here. And nothing happened. He still died. The tumor shrunk, but I still lost my dad. And I didn't understand why. Because if any of you all knew my dad, I mean, to me, he was, he was a spiritual giant. And so God was going to move on him whether he moved on anybody else, you know. That, that was just my thought. But I got angry. And so during that part of getting angry in my hurt, I didn't praise at all. I went through the motions and I sat quiet. And as time went on, I began to see myself get bitter. But once I started praising, those chains fell off. That wall fell down. God inhabited my atmosphere and He healed my hurt. So even when you don't feel like praising, it is essential to let the praise come out of your mouth. Now what does the Bible say about praise? Psalms 28 and 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song I will praise Him. Psalms 108 and 3 says, I will praise Thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing praises unto Thee among the nations. Psalms 149 and 3 says, Let them praise His name in a dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. Psalms 150 and 6 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. I don't know about you all, but this morning I woke up with breath in my body. And what does that mean? I'm to praise the Lord. I'm to verbally thank him and praise him for everything that he's done for me. Hebrews 13 and 15 says, By him therefore... And this is what I had to do when my dad passed. Let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That means all the time. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. We must release the sound of praise. Now what else happens when we release the sound of praise? We've already talked about how walls fall down. When we release the sound of praise. But there's another story in the Bible in Acts chapter 16 and 25 and 26. And most of you all will be familiar with this. And it says at the midnight and at midnight Paul and Silas prayed. And they sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened. And everyone's bands were loosed. Now Paul and Silas were the only ones singing the praises. Okay, They were the only two praising. But the atmosphere changed. And everybody around them, their chains were loosed. So not only do walls fall down when we release the sound of praise. But chains are broken when we release the sound of praise. We must release the sound. Now the second sound I want to talk about is a sound from heaven. Releasing the sound from heaven. 
If you've been in, if you've been in Pentecost any time, any length of time, Acts chapter 2, you all have heard it read before, and that's where I want to go. It's Acts chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 1 through 4, and it said, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Notice there was suddenly, with Paul and Silas, suddenly their chains were loosed. Here with the sound from heaven, suddenly there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. Now, they could have stayed in those four walls in the upper room. They've received the Holy Ghost. Tongues of fire fell upon them. They heard the mighty rushing wind and they could have stayed right there, but they didn't. They went out. And why did they go out? And, uh, I'm going to read on down chapter 2, 38 and 41. It said, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words he did testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added upon them about 3,000 souls. What happened when the sound was released from heaven? What happened when they took that sound out into the cities, out into the town? 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom of God. I pray that the Lord would release the sound from heaven because when the sound is released, people are baptized in the Holy Ghost. When the sound is released, souls are saved and delivered. We need to release the sound from heaven. And there's another sound that we need to release in this day and time. And this one gets a little sticky. A sound of warning. Ezekiel chapter 33, 1 through 9. And he said again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, When I bring the sword upon a land and the people of the land take a man from their territory and make him their watchman. When he sees the sword coming up the land, upon the land, and if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, then whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood shall be on his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet but did not take warning. His blood shall be upon himself. But he who takes warning will save his life. But if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet, and the people are not warned, and the sword comes and takes any person from among them. He is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at the watchman's hand. So you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, 
but his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if I warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. My dad had preached a couple of years ago, actually on this same scripture, and God brought it to my remembrance. And um, he used Dwight as an example. I'm not going to use Dwight. I'm just going to tell you the story. But he had uh, Dwight come up on stage. And he said at the end of the stage, and he said, now, Dwight, I want you to close your eyes. And I don't want you to look, but every time I look at you and say, Jesus loves you, I want you to take a step forward. So Dwight done as he said. And so as Dad began to talk, and he was using this scripture, he would mention certain sins that Dwight would do. And Dwight had to keep his eyes closed. And he'd go, but you know what, Dwight, that's okay. You, you, can, you can do that, you know, but uh, Jesus loves you. He understands. So Dwight took a step forward. And then Dad would say it again, and he'd mention another sin that Dwight would commit. And he'd go, but it's okay because Jesus loves you. And Dwight took another step. And Dad kept doing this and mentioning all of these sins and would cover, try to cover Dwight's sin up by saying, Jesus loves you, and Jesus does love us, but that wasn't making him turn. So finally, Dwight got right here. It was kind of funny because Dwight knew he was at the edge of the stage. You kind of feel the air in front of you. And if Dad would have said one more time, Jesus loves you, what would have happened? He would have fell off the stage. Dwight was at the end edge of a cliff. He had been asking for help because of all of the things that he had done wrong. And the only thing dad would tell him is, Jesus loves you. And so Dwight kept going forward. But what if I do this? Oh, but Jesus loves you. So Dwight kept going forward. He was about ready to fall off the cliff. Now, never forget, I won't be as loud as dad, but I remember it sent chills. When Dwight got to the edge, he said, stop. Jesus loves you, but what you're doing is wrong. That is what God has called. If you are a blood-bought child of God, it is our job not only to praise, not only to release the sound of praise, and not only to pray for the release of the sound of heaven, but we must release the sound of a warning because this thing's getting ready to wrap up. It's like I told them in the first service, I'm a little odd. There are certain things that I like to study, and the end times is one of them. I don't know if you know this or not, but all the prophecies have been fulfilled but one, and it's on its way. And the only reason that it's not been done yet is because God's holding off. It's giving us time to warn those that are lost. The only thing left is for the temple to be built. And over in Jerusalem, they've already got the red heifer. They've got all of the treasures that they need, and they've got the blueprints. All they've got to do is start laying the foundation. But God is holding off and He's given us, He's given me, He's given you time to sound the alarm because let me tell you right now, sin will not and it cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You must repent because Jesus is coming and He is coming soon. Wake up. Turn from your sin.
We've got to sound the alarm. And what's so bad is we have done it for so many years. I've been in church all of my life, but I didn't give my life to Christ until I was 16 years old. But I have heard about Jesus returning all of my life. And we've got comfortable. Oh, he's coming. Yeah, we know that. But no. It'll be, you know, a thousand years. A thousand years with the Lord is but a day. So we've got at least, you know, four days. We've got 4,000 years. That's not how that works. He's coming. And we have gotten so used to not wanting to offend anyone. I got tickled at my, my oldest son. He's in his fourth year at UK. And um, his freshman year, he was bound and determined. He was going to save the whole campus. UK campus was going to be Jesus' campus. He, he had already decided. So in he went his freshman year. And things got hard. And so he had to come back home. God refreshed him, and he went back his sophomore year. And he said that he began to witness, and God began to move. They now, uh, which with COVID, they can't, but before COVID, they would have prayer meetings uh, in his dorm, and they were getting, I think the last count was like 32 people. Uh, they had 32 people in their prayer meetings, and he, uh, he said, I, I, I got to noticing that whenever I would witness to people, and I'm like, you know, you need to turn. What you're doing is not right. Do you believe in Jesus? Oh, yeah. You know, do you believe in heaven? Do you believe in hell? Oh, yeah. But what you're doing is not getting you there. If you continue on the path that you're going, you're not going to make it to heaven. And he said their biggest comeback, he said, if nobody else, sinners know the scripture, judge lest you be judged. He said they can quote that verbatim. He said, but God started using me when they go, you can't judge me. He said, they turn and go, only God can judge me. He said, I started looking at them and say, that should scare you. It's the same as the church. We've got to get right. We've got to warn the outside. Because if they get offended by us telling them what they're doing is wrong and what the word of God says... One day they're going to stand and we're going to stand before a righteous judge. And I'd rather make it right here than try to make it right when I'm standing before him. It is time that we sound the alarm. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 and 11, I'm not going to read it, but Paul was writing to the church of Corinth. And he gave a list of all of those things that will not enter into the gates of heaven, that will not inherit the kingdom. And what is so sad as in the church as a whole, we're letting it go on inside the church house. If it's going on in here, how can we tell them it's wrong out there? We better get our act together because he's coming and he's coming soon. And we have a world out there that needs to know about a man named Jesus. Not only do we need to release the sound of praise, not only do we need to release the sound of warning. But we need to release the name of Jesus. Now what does the scripture say about the name of Jesus? Philippians 2, 9 and 11 says, Wherefore God hath also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under earth, 
and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. James 2 and 19, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe, and they tremble. Satan trembles at the name of Jesus. Mark 16, 17, and 18, and says, These signs shall follow them that believe that in my name, the name of Jesus, shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with other tongues. They shall take up the serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In the name of Jesus, we need to release the name. Acts 4 and 12 says, Neither is thou salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given unto man, whereby you must be saved. That's the name of Jesus. Romans 10 and 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's Jesus. John 14 and 13 and says, Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That is the name of Jesus. We need to release the name of Jesus. My childhood pastor, Brother E.C. Campbell, used to say that you could not say, the name of Jesus three times and mean it without something happening. Now you could say Shauna all day long, ain't nothing going to happen. You can say my husband's name Philip all day long, ain't nothing going to happen. But if you mean it and you say the name of Jesus three times, the devil can't stand it. He's got to flee. Something will happen when you release the name of Jesus. There is power in his name. There is healing in his name. There is deliverance in his name. And there is salvation in his name. We need to release the name of Jesus. You can come to the music. We need to release the sound of praise because it changes the atmosphere. We need to release the sound of warning because Jesus is coming back and he's coming back soon. We need to release his name for salvation, for healing. His name is power for deliverance. But we need to be prepared for his return. One of the most simple reminders that I can leave you with as a child of God. And I'm, I'm talking about, I'm, I tell my Sunday school class, if you're a Christian in name only, you need to check yourself. Because it's come down to the point that if you believe in Jesus, but the blood's not been applied to your life, you can say, I'm a Christian. But if you're a child of God, the blood's been applied to your life. Your sins have been washed. You are a new creature. This is not our home. If you've been bought, if the blood's been applied to your life, this is not your home. Hebrews eleven thirteen says, These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, are, and we are, were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. We're strangers and pilgrims. Hebrews 13 and 14 says, For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. That's the kingdom of God. John 14 and 3 said, And if I go, and this is Jesus talking, If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. I tell my kids all the time, 
when they're going through something, don't ever make a permanent decision on a temporary situation. Listen, this is a temporary situation. This earth is not going to last forever. It's temporary. This is not our home. We've got somewhere greater that we're heading if you're a child of God. We need to remember that. So we no longer need to make permanent decisions on a temporary situation. But we need to get serious. We used to sing songs. And um, whenever I was growing up, like I said, I've been in church my whole life. And uh, they would sing from the Redback Hymnal. I don't know if you all remember those. And a lot of the songs in the church were Southern Gospel. And at the time, I didn't like them. But watch me, I'm going back to them now. That just proves I'm old. But uh, we used to sing songs like, I'm going home with Jesus in the twinkling of an eye. I've made my reservation for a mansion in the sky. I may not know the moment. I may not know the day. But I know that I'll be leaving when he calls his church away. And we would sing, I believe he's coming back. Just like he said, I believe that the trumpet's going to sound so loud that one day he'll raise the dead. In a twinkling of an eye, we're going to hit that eastern sky. And I believe he's coming back just like he said. Somewhere along the way, where we used to sing those songs, we have let life consume us. And that's fine. And now all we talk about is how we're going to make it through down here. And that's fine. But this is not our home. If you're a child of God, this is not our home. And He promises us in His Word, He will never leave us nor forsake us. And when He left, He provided us another, one just like Him, comforter and that's the Holy Spirit we're not meant to go down here and just try to wander around he gave us a guideline but we have got to be what my dad used to call be eternity minded heaven is our home we need to quit being earthly minded and only trying to survive instead we need to be looking and living for his return he is returning for his church and it won't be long are you ready are you waiting are you looking or do you have walls in your life that need to fall release the sound of praise are there chains in your life that you just can't seem to shake that no matter how you try they just seem to keep you bound Release the sound of praise. Do you need deliverance or salvation? There's only one name and that's Jesus. Release His name. Do you need the Spirit to saturate your life? I do every day. I need to release the sound and the name of Jesus. He's coming back. We need to continue releasing the sound of praise. Because it changes our environment and the walls fall and the chains break. We need to release the sound of warning. Because let me tell you, there's a world out there that they're needing to be warned. No more Jesus loves you, it's okay. No, it's not. If you're sinning, right out sinning, you'll not enter the kingdom of God. 
We need to release the warning. And we need to release His name. When I open this altar, and if you have any needs, if you need to be saved, if you need to be delivered, if you have walls, I'm going to ask that you come and release the sound. Release His name. I've released the warning, and you know He's coming back. So please put on your mask. You can pray at your seat, or you can come to the altar, but the altar is open.